Hey team, it's Syra, and I am a little anxious about releasing this episode, but I think we're going to do it anyways. In this conversation, Megan and I decide not to interview anyone else. We decide to actually interview each other. So we discuss the ins and outs, the pros and the cons, the ups and the downs, the sideways of being in a business relationship together. I'm curious what you guys all will think. So I feel like we should just uh, jump in, don't you? Welcome to Girls Just Want to Have Fun, the weekly podcast that deconstructs the intimidating world of finance. Hosted by Syra Rahman, VP of Finance at HM Bradley, and her partner in crime, Megan McShane, a manager at a Fortune 100 company, and supported by Stockwitz. Girls Just Want to Have Funds will take on the important questions in personal finance that so many of us avoid, but also take on a glass of wine or two. Learn more, subscribe to the show, and join Syra and Megan on their no-shame adventure to financial freedom at girlsjustwanna.com. Hey, Megan. Hi, Syra. What's up, girl? Oh, Lord. I know you're so excited for this episode because it was my <laughs> I idea. I am not excited for this episode. I feel like this is going to be somewhat of an interrogation and I'm nervous. Oh, my God. No. Okay. Like, let me let me just set this up for you. This is not an interrogation. This is to answer a lot of questions that people have about us, right? Like, who are we? What's our origin story? Because we're the heroes <laughs> of the story, too. How is starting our own business going? Like, what have some of the hard, you know, the hard things been, the easy things been, et cetera. And then, you know, just down to kind of brass tacks. Stuff people want to know behind the scenes. Because right. in my mind, we've been interviewing people like Kinsey Grant and Amanda who've started their own businesses or gave up their lives and living in a van, like amazing things. We're doing amazing things too. And we should be able to celebrate ourselves and have people listen and celebrate with us. I agree with you. It's just hard for me, right? Like, you're right. We did have amazing people on our podcast that does include Amanda and Kinsey. And I'm going to layer in Leslie and like every other woman that we've had on the podcast or person, I should say. And it's important to me that we talk about this. I just, I want to preface this all by saying this is my first time publicly speaking about one of my business entities. And and I'm nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. You know, I think a lot of other people would say when they put their financials out there, they're getting naked. But like, it's less about my financials at this point because I've, I'm pretty open about my financials. It's more like, you know, when you pull out each individual business entity, how is Syrah actually doing in this one arm? And, you know, sometimes you're doing really well and sometimes you are, you know, working on it. So I just want to throw that out there. Before but we... it's not just about finance, necessarily. It's not. It's, not. it's And I do have to say, I did sign up for this and do something that was very intimidating. You did. And this is fair game for everything else because you've stripped down and shown us all of your finances. And I feel like it's time for us to strip down and show the business side. So yeah, totally fair ask. Should we dig in? Should we take a break and jump into the, the deets? Yeah, let's pour ourselves some more wine and then and then jump right in. Big old glass. Thank y'all. It's not an interrogation. I want I want you to just like 
This is just a conversation. Taking a big old sip of wine is what I'm going to do, but <laughs> you can fire away and then I'll answer. I'll start answering. But the way that I would love to format this is if we both respond to each question, because I feel like we'll both have different perspectives. Is that okay? Yes. yes. Okay. okay. Love it. Let's do it. All right. First topic. I want to know your take on our origin story, how we met and how long we've actually been talking about a podcast. Okay, okay, okay. So I think the big thing for me is like the first memory that I have of you is when you walked onto one of our friend's rooftops and she was throwing like a a barbecue, I believe, during my very first Seattle solstice, which has its own special memories attached to it, specifically people surprising me with a bunch of naked people on bikes. <laughs> And I remember on that rooftop that you walked in and I look over and there's this girl with this big sun hat and you had this wide rimmed hat on and you looked like a Kate Spade commercial. And I, I'm sure was dressed not like a Kate Spade commercial because at the time I was working six days a week. So I had like massive bags under my eyes and was continuously thinking about work in the back of my head instead of about making friends, which is what I should have been doing. And I just remember we spent the entire afternoon near each other. And I just sat there laughing the entire time because you're the, the group comedian. You are the one that makes everyone laugh. And in my mind, I was like, I need to be friends with this girl because she just loves to make people laugh. And she like you, you're that sunshine in every friend circle. Like you bring the humor every single day. So that was my very first memory of you. And the very first time we talked about podcasting. So I came over to your place and you cooked me dinner and we were talking and I said, wouldn't it be funny if we had our own podcast? And in our group girls text, you continued to like, we like joked about it. And there were, I think at the time, like eight people on our group text, <laughs> we'd always joke about it. And at some point in time, we named it between the stirrups because it was the awkward things that we say oh, while our gynecologist is mm -hmm. up in between. And mm -hmm. both of us have a tendency to either choose to be funny or in my case, more often than not unapologetically and accidentally be funny by saying something perhaps slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> so that is where the podcast originated in my mind. And that was, it had to have been at least five years ago, which I love yeah. because that was the origination story. I don't know. That was something that made me like passionate about making this happen, but it's just taken so long to come to fruition and it's evolved over time. So, but that's how I remember it. What about you, Meg? When do you remember this all? Okay. So I knew about you. This sounds like we're dating. I knew about you before <laughs> I showed up to that party. Okay. <laughs> with my ex-boyfriend, showed up to the roof. I was wearing a white skirt and a big floppy hat. You're totally right. <laughs> Wait, what did you know about me before? No, I just knew like, because we all worked out at that one gym in Capitol oh, yeah. Hill, but we never worked out at the same time. And so people were like, oh, you got to meet Syrah. You and Syrah are going to love each other. Like <laughs> there was like all this pressure. And I was like, okay, like, fuck. Okay, shit. <laughs> and so I showed up to that party and then I saw you there and I was like, 
whatever. And so I sat down and I just remember we had one of those moments like this is how I knew we were going to be friends. Have you ever had a boyfriend or a significant other that like something happens at a dinner and you kick him under the table and he goes, why are you kicking me? And you're like, God, we don't get along. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I should be able to just look at you and you know what I mean. Like, we had that moment. We were talking to that one guy. I won't even bring up the company he worked for or anything. And we were, like, giving him a bunch of crap. He's like, I have a boat and I have all these girlfriends. And we both looked at each other and I was like, we're going to be friends forever. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that so flipping vividly. And so I, like, looked at you and I was like, okay, this is it. And so we've been friends since. The podcast, for sure. You definitely brought it up. You're like, we'd be hilarious on a podcast. I'm like, I don't even listen to podcasts like back then, (laughs) which is funny because I do every day now. But I do remember us so vividly sitting on like your roof at the time, which is now the building I live in. And we were both sitting on the roof and you brought up a notebook and we brought up a bottle of wine and two glasses and we started writing down topics. We're like, okay, this story, remember like this story, all the stories I, we used to tell at like dinner parties. We'd be like, we're just going to tell all these stories, which we, for the record, eventually will. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had too much wine and we're like, it's so beautiful. And then I think we just went out after that. Like it just kind of kept like, it wasn't our first priority. It just wasn't something, you know? Yeah. We were both building our own empires in our own Mm -hmm. ways for what it's Mm -hmm. worth. But oh my gosh. Yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot that we did that. It's probably because of the wine. Current trend here. (laughs) (laughs) we both both have a thing for one but yeah oh my gosh meg yeah that was where it all started that was Mm -hmm. where between the stirrups the og idea started the og idea that no one would sponsor but totally happened yes (laughs) it will will happen eventually someday someday okay so fast forward you brought this opportunity to me this is how i tell people the story they're like how'd you start your podcast and i was like well my best friend, Syrah, is like kind of a big deal and she's like a VP and like whatever. And someone came to her and said, hey, StockTwits actually came to her and said, hey, you're a big deal. I think people want to hear from you. Would you start a podcast? And I don't know how that conversation went, but this is how I tell the conversation. I go, <laughs> oh, and then Syrah was like, oh, yeah, I'm interested, but you got to, you know, I have to do it with my friend Megan. I'm just imagining you having this conversation. I know it didn't go like this. And the second words out of our sponsor's mouth was, who the hell is Megan? (laughs) (laughs) That was not how it went, but I love this. This is how I tell the story. And I was like, yeah. And so, you know, she brought me in and I'm like the guinea pig of of sorts because I have no shame and I'll let anyone, you know, I tell everyone everything. And sometimes it's to my detriment and sometimes it's not. And it's gotten me far, but probably not. And that's how it kind of got started. And then it started to evolve into, hey, let's hang out on Saturdays and record and have fun and stop giggling so much and have more structure. And and now here we are. This is our 22nd episode. It's kind of wild. It is wild and super far off on how it started for what it's (laughs) worth. I think I had this strong desire to start a podcast because I have been listening to podcasts for so long. I've been a podcast. We have a friend, Ben, who does you know the acquired podcast that has raging success and I love listening to. And there are a multitude of other ones like Kinsey, who came onto our podcast. She has a, a really incredible new podcast that she brought up. She was on another one of my favorite podcasts before that. I mean, I have always consistently listened to like business and finance podcasts 
particularly during the pandemic when I had a lot more spare time. And in my mind, I was like, there's maybe one that's hosted by a female Kinsey that I thought was really strong. And then I didn't feel like there were any female-led podcasts where it's two women just being super frank. And from my perspective about like business and about finance in general, I thought, I thought to myself, what a great way for Megan and I to jump into the podcasting world because we know that we have chemistry and we know that we have a lot of different bonds. But I mean, initially when I was thinking I was going to do like a finance and fintech thing, I was talking to another one of my girlfriends and she kind of like bailed on it. And in my mind, I was like, this isn't, it wouldn't have fit anyways. And then Rishi approached me from Stock Twits. So shout out to Rishi. Love his entire family actually. But Rishi reached out and said, Hey, I know that you're like, I was tweeting about it, about the idea of having two women on a podcast. And he was super supportive. And I mean, since then you, you now have become friendly with Rishi as well. And it's like this incredible journey that we've taken where we have pretty much all the creative backing that we need, where they're basically like, do what you want to do and what you think is important. And we get to record whatever we want. And really the roadmap has been structured by you as the creative between the two of us. And the business side is more structured by me, which is, it kind of is what it is at this point, but it's been, it's been perfect. It's something that I don't think we could have ever dreamed of this level of success. And I genuinely don't believe we could have dreamed of the relationship that we've, we've built with not only our audience, but with each other. I mean, our prediction was correct, I guess. We thought that we'd have good chemistry and now we do. <laughs> so, well, Dude, I also, again, I go back to like the dinner parties. Like remember we used to have the wine parties with all the girls? It'd yeah. be you and I just like bantering back and back and forth and people laughing and chiming in and us having like good rapport with everyone. It makes a lot of sense. And I'm like totally tooting my own horn, but it just makes sense. When you find good chemistry, like that's not, you can't learn that. You know what I mean? We can yeah. learn, however, how to create a podcast and how to not interrupt each other and how to like <laughs> schedule stuff and write an editorial calendar and figure out all that jazz. But that's still all you for what it's worth. And for the second piece of it, I'm learning better how not to interrupt because coming from boys world where you have to interrupt in order to be heard, I am like relearning the concept of etiquette and actually listening to another person through being in a podcast, which is the craziest side effect of podcasting that I've I could have never imagined. So for the record, tech is like that too. You have oh. to like be the loudest person in the room. So it's not oh. just, don't worry. <laughs> I guess tech is dominated <laughs> by boys too. So here we are, us girls not interrupting <laughs> each other. Okay. So next question, because I have a list. <laughs> How do you think it's going so far? I mean, Meg, I think <laughs> this is such a hard question, but also kind of easy. I don't know if you could have ever imagined this level of success that we've reached. I know I certainly, I could never dream of having this many people downloading our podcast and listening to us. I, I don't know. I guess in my mind, I always thought that this would be something fun for us to do as a way to build a brand, particularly because that's something that you're 
that you specialize in and that you excel in, not something that I specialize in, but I, you know, I was leaning into the whole Megan McShane aura and hoping to God that it would help me down the road. But yeah, I, I never dreamed of, of how successful we've become. And I'm both grateful and a little bit in awe still of the traction that we've gained. How do I think it's going? I think it's going smashingly. I haven't said smashingly ever because I'm not British, but I want to and I will. And I did. Loved it. You're welcome. I think it started out as us just voice recording like on our individual PCs. And I still to this day think we had the best episode that way. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Sometimes I listen back to it, but I never thought of about it as a career. And the more we dive into it, the more I start to realize you know, some of the unmet needs, like your job can't be your everything and having a side hustle is a real thing. And it's cool because I've learned to, you know, you keep saying that you're not the creative, but creative is not a construct in my mind. Like you can be creative in so many ways. It is not black and white. It is the gray area all day long. And I know you hate it, but it's so true. Yes, I hate it. But you are so creative in your own regard. You have the best ideas. Like, I love revving off of you. Like, I think it's awesome. So I think it's going really well so far. Like, I'm curious. Like, I know we got to get, like, get to a year. And then, like, where does it go from here? You know what I mean? Like, that's what's kind of cool for me personally. So. I'm, I'm with you on that. I just, yeah. It's been breathtaking. It's also been crazy. And it's also been hard. So, yeah. It I is hear hard. You. And I think people want to know also, and this isn't on the list of questions, so I'm just going to say it, but like we are really good friends and starting a business together is a whole other element. And I remember like specific moments, like we're so business. And then I would just like FaceTime you in the middle of the week and we could be like relaxed and just friends. Like we need that. You know what I mean? It's tough. And this has been the hardest part of having you as one of my best friends. It's like, yeah. You are both my sounding board and the person that if I disagree with you on something, like where our logo is going to be positioned on our first piece of swag, like those little details, it's like, she's my best friend. She's supposed to agree with me and she doesn't agree with me. I mean, you and I, we've had fights, but we also know how to balance each other out. And there's this incredible... And I think it's part of our chemistry, but there's this incredible ability for each of us to be able to walk the other person down, right? And, you know, sometimes it's me walking you down. Sometimes it's you walking me down. It's it's rare to find. And it's one of the reasons that I keep pushing both of us to just like be better and do better because I do think while I do have a business mind, sometimes I think I have a creative mind. And while you have an extremely creative mind, you do sometimes like lean into the business side of it as well. And that crossover has been incredible and we've been fortunate so far, but gosh, having such a tight knit relationship beforehand, it makes it feel more sacred to me to respect it going forward. Because at the end of the day, my love for you always will matter more than anything we cash out on. So that's been like a personal struggle for me because I've never, my business relationships, it's very easy for me to break up with someone that sucks. Right. And it's like, I know that you don't suck. So <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, no matter how hard it gets, I'm going to keep fighting. But that that's like a, that's like a deep relationship, right? That's when you're in love. That's when you are trying really hard to have success no matter what. And that's super rare, both in normal relationships and in 
the business world? I mean, I think the net of it is not everyone can go into business with their friend or relationship or what have you, because it can destroy a lot of things. And not that I'm saying like this is volatile at all, but it could be really quickly, right? Like if if we had a disagreement and we came to blows and didn't know how to resolve it, like one, we don't have a good relationship in general. And then two, like where does that leave the business? And so maybe that's with age that we're both in our 30s that we're like, okay, you know, like fine. And we both have very even keeled partners that can be like, you're being a dumb bitch. You know what I mean? Not that either of them would ever call us a bitch. That's me calling myself a bitch. <laughs> no, that, that's like that's like what Nick tells me when I need to like back off because I'm being too intense about something. I mean, that's part of having a positive relationship with your partner in the background. But I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. that's like, I don't know, it's one of the critical pieces of both of us because we're both so analytical in different ways and we both view things differently. So I... Yeah. I mean, it's it's both a hurdle and it's also a blessing that we continuously build our relationship both at work and personally. It's something that I think is unique and I'm sure will give us trials in the future, but will also give us victories as well. Absolutely. Okay. So on the lighter side, for you, what things have come the most naturally to starting your own business? I mean, and you know this already, it's easy for me to set up an LLC to come up with the organizational documentation to get all of the tax things put together. Like I've done this before for other entities that I've had to do, right? So whether it's investing in private realms, investing in real estate or doing something, you know, whatever other side hustle I'm attempting to chill out. I have that piece of the business side figured out. I obviously through my day job at HM Bradley have the financial side figured out since I run, you know, extremely complex financials in that regard. But I don't know, the business side came naturally to me. And one thing that I'm appreciative of you for doing is trusting me in that and knowing that I could put all the things together and make sure that our contracts were correct and, you know, figure out our sponsorship in both a timely and respectful manner that was fair to both of us. So in that regard, that was all natural to me. But yeah, I mean, what part was natural for you? I think I was surprised that podcasting could be a medium that I could actually use and leverage. I never thought about it before. Yeah. Like being in marketing in general, you know, like for me in my position, I'm a product marketing manager. And much of that is what is the strategy? What is the messaging? Who is the target audience? Why do they matter? What does the competitor think? So it's a lot of strategic planning at a very big company, right? And so when it comes to output, you're like, God, what am I good at? Like, what is a good medium? And so I was actually surprised, and I'm still kind of reeling on it, that podcasting could be a good medium for me for other things, you know, too, potentially. And so that came super naturally. The things that didn't come naturally is all the things you excel at that I'm always like, oh, thank God. <laughs> My mom's like, just ask Syrah. <laughs> love mama herself. So that's such a good point, by the way, because to the people that don't know, Megan built our structure. Megan comes up with the vast majority of our questions when we interview. Megan does all of the infrastructure work when it comes to figuring out both our roadmap in terms of discussion and how she wants to lead the discussion. So there's a lot of planning that goes into each episode that I frankly am just like, cool, this looks great, Megan. (laughs) And then we turned them into our podcast notes. So in case anyone's ever wondering what that relationship looks like, 
I handle the balance sheet. Megan handles everything else. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's probably the best summary of what we each are uniquely, I guess, talented in. And there's blends. I mean, like yeah. God knows I can't handle a balance sheet. Like let's, let's talk about the premise of this podcast in general. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> ah, anyway. Okay, cool. Moving on because God, I know I can't take, you know, any piece of like flattery. It like makes me feel weird. Okay. What's something you wish you could tell your past self? So roll back. Not that anyone wants to go back to 2020. But let's pretend we're back in 2020. Things were kicking off, I think, in December. Yeah. Well, I talked to Rishi in October. And then you and I decided to create our LLC in -hmm. December Mm -hmm. and launch Girls Just Wanna by the end of January. So we basically sprinted from December to January to make this happen. But when I go back in time, if there was one thing I could have told myself, it was how much fun this would be because initially I had this, I had like that heartburn that just sits like just below your neck where Mm -hmm. you're worried about work versus this, which this is a second job. I would say that between you and I, we probably put together anywhere from let's say three to 10 hours worth of work pre and you know, post there's additional work and then promotional stuff and all of the things that we do together. So it is, and frankly, very easily could be a full-time job. And I had a lot of heartburn about that because at the time I was transitioning, I was having a horrible time at the bank and I knew that I needed to leave. And I had the offer from HMB and I was talking to a couple other companies at the same time. And I think the most important thing for me was being able to freeze my eggs, have health insurance to cover me in between these jobs and simultaneously be able to do this podcast and be able to have almost like a moonlighting job in addition to having the job that I was planning to take on, which was at HM Bradley. What about you? No, it's it's funny because in my day job, I actually research and study people like us and try to market to people like us. No, for real. We call them driven professionals. And they are people that are looking, for example, for a secondary device, right? And so that's us. Like on any given day, I probably have three laptops up around me in my bedroom that is also my office. And, you know, if I'm not actively paying attention to work, like on my lunch hour, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about other things, And it can be a lot and it can be really time consuming. And to be honest, I don't know if it's like because of the pandemic that it's a little more like it just feels like a lot because we're all in the same space or this is just what it's like to be an entrepreneur. You're just like you have a lot of shit going on at all times and you're just like firing on all cylinders. And what I think is interesting is that now that I'm tapping in more to my creative side, which in my day job, I'm not known as a creative. I'm known as like more of a project manager, producer, like reliable, gets shit done sort of a person. That's crazy. I actually did not know that. And I am so shocked right now. You're not considered to be a creative? No, I'm not. What? Yeah, it's interesting. And that's definitely been a light at the end of the tunnel for the work we've been doing together, whether I've told you or not, is I feel like I'm finally meeting that unmet need 
of being creative and being like kind of kooky and weird and <laughs> and actually myself. Not that I'm not myself at work because I definitely am and whatever. But, but you get to be like weird on here. Like you and I both make funky noises. We're just yeah. a little bit off. We're off color. Like we're not, yeah. you know, we're not a Roy Biv. I'm actually with you on that. And I think part of that for what it's worth is this concept of being able to do whatever you want to do with your time, which is something I took away from Amanda and I've just been chewing on since... I heard her say it and it's the freedom to do what you want to do, right? Yeah. Like this is something you and I both love doing. We love talking to each other. We love making people laugh. I love giving people advice on the things that I think aren't publicly told, but should be, if you will. Like the rumors that shouldn't be rumors. They should just be public information, open source, personal finance, right? So I'm actually right there with you. I think this is there's like this highest and best use case in terms of our time. And then there's what you want to be doing with your time. And for me, this is something I want to be doing. I want to be educating people. I want to be, I want to be having these conversations that are deep and difficult and educational. Absolutely. I mean, I'm like along for the ride. I always feel like that with you because you've taken me along for many of rides and they've always been fun. And so this is probably our, our funnest one because that's a word. No, but it's been super freaking awesome. Like if, if you feel like you have good chemistry with your friend and you feel like you guys can get along and get through things together, then hell yeah, start a business. If you have a passion together, do it. It can fail in a minute. <laughs> Who cares? Seriously. But at least you've tried. That's sometimes all that matters. Okay. So we've talked about our origin. We've talked about the here and now. Let's give a minute to the future. <laughs> what does the future look like? If you're, you, you know, your ideal world, say, what would a year from now look like? Oh my gosh. For the business, this business. For the business. I think a year from now, I would love to be generating a regular sponsorship and ad revenue first and foremost, because that is to anyone that doesn't know the primary way that you make money on a podcast. But I'd also love in a very much more, I'll say emotional sense, I would love to have grown our listener base substantially. And I don't know what that number is in my head. At the end of the day, it's more like we've been talking about, it's more about influencing others and giving them the information that I don't think they necessarily had before and giving them an education and helping guide them through something that is A, extremely complex and B, not necessarily easily accessible. And if I've accomplished those two things, even if it's just a handful of people, I'll consider this to have been a success. So it's it's almost less financial in that regard. But if I had to set two goals for us a year out, it's A, continual ad revenue, if that's the path we decide to take and we want to make this a significant financial journey and then be increasing our user base and and having a significant number of people looking up to us for that kind of guidance. No, I'm I mean I'm with you. I mean, the girl wants to make more money so we can go on more vacays. <laughs> you know me. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. So yeah, bring on the advertisers. Here we are. Listen, advertise with us. <laughs> Anywho, I'm very with you on like the emotional emotive side that, you know, that's my jam. Anything that's inspired me in my life is something that I talk about regularly. It is something that 
I think life is built on is experiences. And if we can't bring forth a good experience for someone to listen to, whether it be on a walk or a run or I'm folding laundry and I just need to hear some girls talk about something that are funny and I feel <laughs> like I'm outside of my world, like yes. that's what life is about. And I, I love to be a part of that industry in general. Like I think escapism is real. Experiences is what it's all about. You know, people always say like the best present you can give is an experience. So I love yeah. that. A year from now. That'd be cool. Okay. I want to ask you a question then. Yeah. What do you think we look like five years from now? Mm. Ooh. Five years from now. God, how old would I be? <laughs> Don't worry about your age. Worry Ooh. less about the age. No, focus on No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. No, I, I love what we're doing. I would love for us to like open up like girls just want it to other things. Yeah. We've talked about that before. I think funds are super important. I think life is all about financial decisions, but there's yes. other things to unpack. Yeah. And so five years from now, I want to explore things like girls just want to be creative. Girls just want to talk about movies. Girls just want to talk about hydration, like random things that we can start unpacking as very smart women to bring to anyone to listen. I think that would be cool five years from now. I love that. And this idea of opening up, it's, I've been playing with this idea and I want, I'm going to pitch it to you live on our podcast oh, and see what you do. Yeah. Buckle up sister. Okay. <laughs> big sip of wine. Yes. I finally got you to take a big sip instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is what I was thinking. It's, it's this idea. It's this idea that women are continuously told to be extremely cautious. Like, protect your body, protect your ideas, protect your job, protect your career, do all of these things to keep yourself safe. And I want to teach women how to start getting riskier, taking on more risk and doing some of the things that our male counterparts are regularly doing, doing things that we would otherwise say we don't want to do, contemplating ideas that men have probably already thought about or just even thinking outside of the box. And I want, I want to coach women into doing that because I think that's one of the things that continuously holds us back is this idea of self-protection and preservation that isn't, isn't necessarily how men have thought historically. And that I think evolves into something much more successful for women by being able to experiment and leaning into the risk. Dare I say, girls just want to take on risks <laughs> and do like weird stuff. I want to talk yes. about like all the things I want to talk about. I don't even know. I want to talk about like finance, but I also want to talk about jobs and I want to talk about different kinds of sexism. I want to talk about sex in general. I want to talk about all of the things and figure out what, what that means to us in all different kinds of lights and have all of those conversations, the uncomfortable ones, the weird ones, the things that will teach us more about how to be more successful in life. And more open. In general. Yes. Dude, I'm game. Love that. Love yeah. hearing that. No, no, no. I think that's a prime example of how creative you actually are, by the way. <laughs> and no, no, no. And it, it's something to be celebrated. Like you should know mm -hmm. 
that creativity is not the definition on Webster, okay? It is a state of mind, and it is opening up to possibilities. And I think that's what you're talking about, is life is about possibilities and taking that risk and jumping into it head first and being like, I don't know if anyone's going to catch me. But at least you've taken it. You know, we've heard it from Amanda. We've heard it from Kinsey. We're doing it too. Not 100%, but we're still taking on some risk. And I think if anyone's listening that wants to take a risk on themselves, you should always bet on yourself because that's so important. And I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. I think we have a wildly successful future if we start getting a little bit riskier and taking bets on each other. That is 120% what I'm saying. I'm excited for Miami, my friend. Oh, we're going to get weird. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to come out after Miami, so hold tight. (laughs) Time will tell. Oh, my goodness. All right. Should we uh, take a quick break, my dear? Let's take a quick sip break. Perfect. Okay, Sai. So this was my idea, and I kind of want to know how you're going to add up this episode. So I'm going to put this on you. <laughs> I hate you a little bit right now. I know. I know, I know you know. <laughs> Gosh, I took away so many things. First and foremost, I want to thank you for jumping in on this experiment, which was really both a financial and a social experiment, right? Totally. And secondly, I think if I've taken anything away from this is that we have a very long roadmap ahead of us of a lot of fun ideas and I'm sure some of them will succeed and some of them will fail, but I'm just, I'm feeling good right now. And I don't know if it's the wine or if it's the fact that you and I kind of kick ass as a team, but I'm, I'm excited to see where we go and I'm excited to have more conversations with you, despite the fact that I was terrified to do this episode. (laughs) Well, I want to just honor you and respect you for taking it on, because I know this is definitely not our normal structure, but I think it's important. People are asking questions. I know when I listen to things, I'm like, who are these people and why do they matter? And how did they get here? And how are they feeling? You know, it it almost feels robotic at times. and, And we have the responsibility to take on the humanity of what we're putting out there. And so thank you for being vulnerable with me because that is the state I live in is constantly being vulnerable and I get shot down for it a lot. So thank you for (laughs) taking up the challenge. I also think we have a long roadmap ahead. Like I think there's a lot of things we can do with this. I think it's a long brand. I don't think it's, you know, by accident that we keep saying girls just wanna and dropping the funds because it has a long roadmap. So yeah, thanks for being my buddy and my business partner. By the way, I started to refer to you like even at work. I'm like, well, my business partner and I are going to Miami. And I was like, but wait. And I'm like, disclaimer, she's also my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that on such a deep level though. It's such a good thing. It's a good one, buddy. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's wrap it up before we get emotional, okay? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Love you. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Head on over to girlsjustwanna.com where you can subscribe to the show, follow Megan and I on social, or even text us your important financial questions. 
And remember, there's no shame in asking anything. We'll see you next time on Girls Just Want to Have Funs. Oh,